Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Good evening, people of Edinburgh. Please welcome to the stage your host, Vic Slater! the game but you can 
actually influenced the game because Edinburgh rules. I've got three pebbles here. Woo! The people that have come before, they know what mi what these mean. Whoa. These are trick cards that you can play to influence the game. So, who would like to participate in a mostly silent manner tonight? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to caveat that up front. I don't need to be frightened. Yes. Rich, who do you yes. want to pick? There's some uh, hands over here. Oh, right. So I think. Okay, you, you right. can you can distribute the pebbles. It's like giving a child something to do when you're baking a cake. It's like you're very important, Rich. You put those sprinkles on. We can do without you. Wonderful. Round of applause. Paddle people. Paddle people. Right. Red paddle. That is my favourite. What is your name? Jen. Your name's New Balls now, Jen. New balls. Now, what happens is, if you're not enjoying the story that you're hearing, or you don't like the contestant, and you don't want them to get any points, at any point in the game, you can use it only once, so use it with care. New balls it, we move on. They don't get to finish their story, they don't get to finish their sentence. We move straight on to the next category. You'll know when you need to raise that, let me tell you. <laughs> it should have happened much sooner yesterday. Uh, <laughs> oh, it went on, didn't it? Oh, it went on, oh. You just kept talking about Coldplay. Oh, I just said. No more. <laughs> Green paddle. You've got you've got the fun one. That is fruit machine. At any point in the game, you can play it only once. You can play fruit machine, and we scramble all the scores. So someone could have been master raconteur all night long, carry the game, and Rich could still win. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what what what's your name, fruit machine? AJ, it's Fruit Machine now. Um, okay. Fruit and Machine, that's quite the nickname, isn't it? That. <laughs> and our Beauty and Green. You've got the, you've got the good one. You've got the one that everybody wants. You can double the points of your favourite story. So, or just the one that you like or fancy the most. It's up to you. That's how I play the game. So, without further ado, let us welcome our panellists. Now, I'm delighted to have her back. She was one of my favourite players in the early days, which you'll all know because you've been listening since the first episode. It is the magnificent Sarah Keyworth, everyone. <laughs> version of how you sound yeah. <laughs> but like that's I'm, I'm making you sound like that out here but you've made me look like a drunk <laughs> you didn't have to bring them both on stage <laughs> it's that gonna was be a your choice it's going to be a long night it's going to be a long night sure that's a is, new thing we've already burnt like 10 minutes going through the rules of the game so <laughs> is it a game well we'll see will we okay good, good. <laughs> Excellent. It's a fever dream I've had where I invite much more popular and famous comedians than me onto a show and ask them questions and pretend they're my friends. Yay, <laughs> yay, don't be so hard on yourself. Inside voice, that should have been yes. nice. Right, um, well, 
you'll be here or we won't. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? Let's find out together. In the dark room. <laughs> Is that how he sounds to you? Yeah. <laughs> Sounded very much like me. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you played <That's> before. <laughs> Have I? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's it's gonna gonna be whatever, sir, it's still going to be nicer than late in life. <laughs> 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 right. Low blow. <laughs> oh. Right, let's start with a thing that you believed that wasn't true, which seems to be late in life is good. <laughs> I've never believed that to be <laughs> Right. Uh, a thing that you believed to be true. That wasn't. That yeah, wasn't. Something that mugged you off, Rich. Not that you're a gullible man, but I think you've got a feeling. Oh, I'm so gullible, I believe everything. I know. Someone told me that women women taste like vinegar when I was a kid. What? <laughs> I had a, there was a kid at school called Richard Clay. He had a, an older brother, and we, we I remember we just sat playing Star Wars figures, and his elder brother just came and sat around. He goes, "No women, they taste like vinegar." And I went, "Do they?" And then that was it in my head forever. <laughs> What age were you when you found out that wasn't true? He's still waiting. How old are you now? I was 49. Yeah. <laughs> no, Rich, Rich looks like he's 45, but actually he's 51. We should probably... What kind of vinegar? Oh, well, <laughs> now. <laughs> well, Rich is middle class now, he keeps telling us. So, you know the different vinegars, don't you? I'm a working class man, but I own 75 pairs of shoes. <laughs> that is actually well, a very working class thing to do. <laughs> My vinyl collection just goes all the way down the street. I'm, yeah. so, I'm so working class. First time I went to his flat, you have to go upstairs and go to his flat. Every single stair had two pairs of shoes. I was like, who shoes are these? And I was like, they're mine. I was like, all right, we'll turn down the old mile man's dustman routine. We did. <laughs> I'm like the original human centipede without the arse bit. Are we talking like malt? <laughs> That's rice wine vinegar, it's got to be. Balsamic! It's a bit Balsamic! Acidic. I have balsamic with every meal. A bit of oil. Oh, lovely. What's your favourite vinegar? My favourite vinegar? Uh, white wine. That's not true. White wine vinegar? I just tried to think of one that I hadn't already said, and that was white wine. Is it, isn't it apple vinegar? Apple cider vinegar. Cider vinegar. It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, yeah. That's I, fucking I've been drinking that. I've been drinking that in, uh, in like, a cap of it in pints every morning because I watch a YouTube video saying it's fucking great I still yeah. got gout um, <laughs> I wonder why that's why you got gout yeah is that the thing you believe that wasn't true you, are you, do you believe YouTube videos oh a whole lot I live my life by YouTube videos <laughs> I um I saw a tweet the other day that ruined everything stay off Twitter and oh, it was um Somebody said that they'd just realised that, you remember that shampoo, that No More Tears? Yeah. Yep. The reason it's called No More Tears is because it's supposed to help with the tangles in your hair. Oh. It's not supposed to be that it won't sting your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yeah. I didn't know that now. No, that's the thing. I, I learned that for the first time. And you've you got it in your eyes and you're thinking, this is a fucking scam. Yeah, genuinely. You have to be put in your eyes. Yeah, yeah. On the bottom of the bottle, like, no, we didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mean that. 
you go no more tears fucking brilliant <laughs> begging my mum to buy it because it stings so much when you get here you get that one because it doesn't hurt your eyes and then you're sat there going I've been fucking lied to now <laughs> why is your mum pushing shampoo into your eyes <laughs> she's a horrible woman <laughs> that's what it was like in the 70s growing up working class yeah. any 85 pairs of shoes <laughs> and your mum ran at any point a grown up just punch you in the ear roll just let her know your mum and fuck up Quick footnote, we do lie to Rich and tell him we're all the same age. So. New player unlocked. Uh, hello, Sarah Keyworth. Please continue your very entertaining story. <laughs> no, I, I've not played this before. None of us have played this version before. <laughs> I will play what? with all of you. Fucking rollerboard. <laughs> what, 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 what a fantastic manifestation of the patriarchy. Flying in here with fucking music and an outfit and being like, all right, Sarah, continue your story that I interrupted. I'm we, not gonna say, we saying something? Mate, I'm not going to take that from someone who looks like he fucking pays Joe Rogan subscription fees. <gasps> Jesus. <laughs> Joe gives me the subscription for free, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Show. <laughs> it seems to have turned in that direction. I've lost control of this situation. Uh, so anyway, back to vinegar. Uh, <laughs> Before you were here, we were literally talking about vinegar. <laughs> oh, I oh, see. What happened was, see, Rich, I had to tell you this. The crowd was laughing, so I presume Sarah was talking, but it turns out it was you. Uh, no, no, John, uh, it actually was Sarah. So. Oh, well done. Shut the fuck up, Richard. Okay, back to you. I like white wine vinegar. <laughs> You can see him as well, can't you? This is not a manifestation in my fucking head. Because you know how people that are mentally ill, they never imagine someone that's like their friend, do they? You never see someone running down the street chatting away going, where should we go? To the shops? Lovely. He's always like, you fuck off. Now you fuck off. And I'm just like, this is what my imaginary friend would look this is like. This is my Tyler Durden. Uh, Richard, the audience became very aware that you took your hand and put it on what is quite clearly some very sharp spikes. Yeah, really um, please, please don't try to style out your now stigmata uh, that you have. But because I'm such a dude, I did fucking style it out, even though that hurt like a cunt. Didn't you have to wait in a cave for three days? Oh that's my just god, that. that really went through. One of the Christians? <laughs> It really does sting your eyes. <laughs> it's very rare you see a callback to a story in progress. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about things Welcome that you once believed were true, but were absolute yeah. bollocks. Okay, I once believed I'd make it to the show on time. <laughs> As did I. <laughs> no, none of us thought he was getting no, it on time. that shit. <laughs> Like Garrett and Richard, are you pretty much just the same dude? Is that the go? <laughs> this is what happens if you care more about clothes and are ten years older. So I'm I'm yeah, a ten yeah, years. Yeah, 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 no, we yeah. photocopied Garrett in a black and white photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a very good one. It's a we're, low DPI. <laughs> we're, we're we're like the little and Aldi version of each other. <laughs> uh, we finally found a way to become racist against straight white men. This is amazing. <laughs> finally, yay! what the game was made for. Yes. <laughs> uh, John, I wore this T-shirt this evening because I, I told Rich about 12 months ago that I buy all of my clothes in Sainsbury's and he looked at me and went, that makes me angry. <laughs> so I was, I was like, well, I, 
was like, thinking, not, no, it's not fair. Not all, you're not all white men look the same. But I turned my head and saw this guy. And that guy. And that guy. And that guy. Maybe let's, they're on Let's be fair. Here. This is a fucking sea of beige over yeah. here. Um, <laughs> yeah. You ever thought about being more diverse as an audience? (laughs) (laughs) Or at least more plentiful. What the fuck's (laughs) wrong with me? There's like two dudes that are not... I'm not going to lie, it's like opening up a fucking tub of mascarpone, you know? (laughs) Be more diverse, you prick. No, I played... I I named a middle-class cheese for them and fuck, they went for it. I was right. (laughs) (laughs) You bougie scum, look at you. (laughs) Anyway. Right, so we've covered yeah, all that. I think we've robustly covered things you believe that weren't true. No, uh, I think so. I believe that I was in control of this show. And no uh, paddles. I've seen no paddles thus far. <laughs> there was like, what Two the fuck were playing within like five minutes. Sh- fuck, we, oh, we're in trouble. We moved on from the first one. That was it. That was literally the only one I prepared for. <laughs> and that, oh, you, yeah, you, you prepared for that and that's what you brought. <laughs> no, I didn't bring it. I didn't bring anything. I was just bantering. Oh, I had right. Fun. Oh, have you got a story for me? Oh, well, things you believe that weren't yeah. true. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, my friend, my best friend Sam, uh, lived in Poland for seven years, and he came back to the UK, and he uh, he was going up from Ma- to Manchester from London, and he told me that there was no speed limit on the M6 toll <gasps> because if you pay for it, they can't make you stick to a speed limit. And I was like, that very isn't true. And he was like, it absolutely is true. I've been up and down to Manchester four times in the last couple of days, and I was like, mate, it, it's not true. And he was like, it fucking is. And he called me up a week later. And was like. I've got like six speeding fines on this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <I> think. <laughs> yeah, we should have stuck with a banter, you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> I told my sons that you the rumble I told your my point. sons that the rumble strips next to the mo- other sides of motorways are for blind people. <laughs> <laughs> so, they didn't, so they didn't crash into the barriers. <laughs> I was told this show was good. Fuck you, you fucking, you fucking sex toy. <laughs> Come on! Listen, guys, on the quality this. of the panel. That's all I'm saying. Start it again. I yeah, cut my yeah. arm on it. No. Fuck me, that's sh- Jesus. Yeah, I don't want people to touch me. I'm no, literally no. wearing spikes. What I the like fuck's wrong touch. with you? <laughs> on the knee? Yeah, spikeless. So got, is that a I'm not gonna lie. Unless you're a hedgehog or an echidna, this man will fucking stroke you. Do you Fuck understand? yeah! And what about a touching? But you asked for consent first. Even no. As a straight white man, I should not have said that. No one should have fucking said that. I should not have said that. I should. I would like to retract that from uh, the world. The category is embarrassing injuries. (laughs) Richard, flashback to fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty well covered. Next category. You don't get to new balls. This that's not your control. Fucking new balls. I don't know. Was, was the have you got an embarrassing injury too? Yeah, yeah look have. at me. Yes, I do. There have been things inside me that aren't human. Um, I was talking about that, the Barbie I doll. Oh, the Barbie doll. Yes. Oh, no. I, went, I went like legs first because you're not weird. And they went, they went, what? I went, ah, he'll explain. Ah, no, I won't. Now, um, you're not the boss of him, Rich. Now, look, uh, no one is. Look at me. Now, um, look. Here's an embarrassing injury. Uh, when I was a, a, a boy, I had a trampoline in the backyard. A lot, lot of fun with the trampoline. Loved to bounce on the trampoline. Good fun. I could do one trick, which was to jump in the air and spread my legs real fucking wide. 
And uh, one day I decided to do it while leaping off, and I went from the bouncy bit of the trampoline to the metal bit of the trampoline. Balls first. Um, a story that I thought of the second the way the phrase new balls was used. Um, my mother didn't believe uh, what had happened and was going to send me to school until I put on my shorts and my scrotum was so inflamed it was below like another leg. And um, we then went to a GP who did the following. Does that hurt? Well, that's no good. <laughs> Your mother didn't believe you. She didn't believe me. What kind me. of mother? You're like, mother, I've got an enlarged scrotum, and you're like, stop showing off, John. <laughs> what woman whose mother was pushing champagne into her, <laughs> shampoo into her fucking eyeballs is like, oh, is your yeah, mother not yeah, but my mother was British. Quite right, quite right, quite right. That's Your right, that's right. Australian mothers don't abuse their children, they encourage us aggressively. Um, <laughs> ah, your balls are fine! Don't be ashamed of them! Show them to everyone! Looks like the surface of Mars! Well, she's pulling them. Like, yeah, 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 if anything, they could be bigger, John! Get on the trampoline, son! I believe in you! More! Everyone believes in you! We can see the evidence! Yes. That should be the uh, the television advert for the upcoming referendum on uh, the Republican status of Australia. <laughs> Are we having one? Grab your apparently balls. Apparently so, yeah. Oh, mate, of course. Fuck it. We still need British people to tell us what to do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the result of that fucking predicted shit. Right. Embarrassing injuries? <laughs> <laughs> Nearly lost a nipple once. Ooh. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're all listening. <laughs> The story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did send you an email with this one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. She was trying to find it just backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped a razor blade in the shower. Oh. You know, she caught the nipple. Oh. oh. Blood everywhere. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> what do you say when that happens? You yeah. could say, why don't I shave with a safety razor rather than a cutthroat razor? <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney you realise how slippery things get in the shower at that point, don't you? I just really admire how chatty everyone else is, and you basically just said a haiku. <laughs> it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> but I've still got both. Round of applause for Sarah Keyworth yeah. for two nipples. <laughs> the Sarah Keyworth action figure now comes with battle damage. <laughs> Embarrassing injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got gout. Um, <laughs> like you're younger day. than me. Yeah. You're younger than I am. I got gout during uh, lockdown. Um, I'm finding it quite difficult to walk at the moment. Um, and uh, that we're was. still laughing. Yeah, yeah, no. So if you see me hobbling around the cobbles of Edinburgh, yeah, I got gout. Um, it's very, as my wife said when I got back from the GP and was like, you know, I said I thought I dropped a hammer on my foot when I was doing the DIY. And she went, yeah, I was like, I didn't. I got gout. And she just looked at me and went, I'm very cross about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a boat trip away from getting fucking scurvy. Yeah. Uh, but I actually... Have, have an apple, mate. No, uh, scurvy is working class gout, yeah. okay? The, yeah. the thing about this is there will never be a gout liberation league. No. Literally I'm going to form one, John. Yeah, no, but no. Do you like to see the advert? Well, absolutely. <laughs> Hi there. Do you have too much money? <laughs> Toe hurts a lot. Come to our meetings. We're the only self-help support group that serves caviar. 
It's all right, John. I actually got a gout attack in my arm this morning. So until about three hours ago, I couldn't... Gout uh, attack. <laughs> Sounds like a t- kid's TV show, doesn't it? It's going to be great. gout attack. Oh, I can't paint today. Hey, kids, everyone just sit down and drink Stella Artois. Here's a foot we lost earlier. Yeah, yeah. And a nipple we retained. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's Mitch having red meat up his ass. Yeah. So I have. So I do a joke in my show about having got gout, and then people who've seen my show have watched me limp across cobbles in Edinburgh, and they're like, "Are you fucking joking?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very embarrassing injury now, right now, this month. Ah. <laughs> going, it wasn't just a joke. No, my fucking legs hurt a lot. Oh, man. Don't, oh, it's my own fault. Anyway, cheers, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) To gout, everybody. He's learned nothing. Um, I'm a comedian, I'm impervious to wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so true. Just just sad. (laughs) I also have a nipple story. (laughs) Of course you do. I know. No one gets an outfit like that without a nipple story. (laughs) I was wearing this outfit. You glued yours to your eyelids, didn't you? something with it. No, I've never been so lonely to want to look at myself. Um, <laughs> Bullshit. No. Are you alright? Take your stuff. I will. Have you guys ever paid to watch a therapy session before? <laughs> what a thing we've done to you on a Sunday. Come and watch four friends. They're just extra friends. Three friends. <laughs> of course they have. Yeah. <laughs> you can guess which one I don't like. Garrett. Now... No, this is me. This is me. Wee story. I I do a kids show, and it's I, I was at the Underbelly in London. That's not the joke. That's the truth. That's a true story. Yeah. Yes. And um, what had happened was, well, on a trip to Australia, I'd gotten my nipples pierced as a surprise to my wife. Um, and she was surprised. The phrase "Why Why have you done this?" was used. Um, and what happened was, they were very painful. These things, and I was doing the show, right? You know, just doing the show for kids, jumping around, all this. And then I just took off my outfit. And it was gone! No, wait, stop. Why did you take off your outfit? <laughs> yeah, you can't start that with I was doing a show for kids and then suddenly... You and then I gave it. them a real fucking show, is what I did. I was just teaching the, them the... Hmm? Just got to the bit where I started stripping during the kids' show. Yeah, no, it was you the kids' show. Ah, kid show. I'm terribly sorry, I should have specified. The show was over. There we are. I was uh, yeah, that was key information. Yeah. That is kind of yes. pivotal. Now look, that. I'd say Why that's tell like, that story again. We just lost six Breitbart members are outside <laughs> tweeting right now. <laughs> well, look, to be fair, I appreciate the way that you just played me on Twitter rules. I made one mild mistake and was dragged as the world's worst person. It, it went from, I think a bit of that story's been missed out to, well, John is obviously a child molester. Is what is going on there? But yeah, backstage, pulled the thing off and Oh, even the phrase pulled the thing off now sounds <laughs> awful. Um, I mean, to be honest, if, if the child catcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was dressed like you, the director would have said to the production designer, it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> that is the finest compliment I've received. <laughs> is there any way we can make him take it off? <laughs> we just have to get backstage and rip his nipples off, though. <laughs> All I need is attention, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's a challenging wake. <laughs> but not impossible. Yeah, only because I'll keep fucking punching you if you try. But that's <laughs> what I like. That's what I like. Yeah. Ah, I see. Punch Can I actually harder. swap seats? Stop. <laughs> Why am I? You know, folks, just just quietly. 
very rarely that I'm objectified. It's happening at the minute. I don't like it. Listen to women is the point I'm making. Welcome. Yeah. That's twice now that I've really fucked up, isn't it? Shit. Anyway, I love that. That's what you. That's the limit you think. Like, mate, your life is borne out. It is a series of fuck ups with the occasional okay. Now, please. You've met him then, have you? Yeah. <laughs> Sure you have gout. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have gout. I didn't think that you would be the Beavis and Butthead yeah, yeah. of this show. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. I'm not Beavis and Butthead, but you can't sit here going, you fucked up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got fucking gout. <laughs> yeah, I that, feel that. like we finally found a disease you can shame someone for. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, and I'm sure my wife would be absolutely delighted if you would please shame me for it. <laughs> I didn't All come right, home with nipple uh, rings, case, though. Just for fun, on the count of three, everyone say, shut up, gout boy. Let's I'll, I'll it. allow it. Yeah. yeah, you will. One, two, three. Shut up, gout boy. Uh, it's, it's, it's fair. Listen to the dominatrix. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so there's some form and structure to this. Not really. No. No. I'm always, I've, I don't know, I've just always trapped bits of myself in things. Like, I, I did have, I have my nipple pierced. Hey, don't bit. kink shame. Oh, so. <laughs> Can we all stop trying to riff off Sarah's bit, for fuck's sake? Have my nipple with your pierced own injury. It. it was the 90s and I knew someone that pierced things. And I went, pierce that. And he went, fine. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know why I've done that. And then it never healed. It was never right. Yeah, that's not for you. I was delivering. Yeah, it doesn't go with anything else. So I just had this mad nipple thing. And then I used to deliver beds. And then like all the mattresses stacked up like that. And one day I pulled a, I pulled a mattress off the top stack. And it slid down my body. And it made my arsehole go. And I just was like, never again will I pierce a thing. The other time I was six years old. And I trapped my penis in the zip of my jeans. And I ran through the stands of the thing. We went to banger racing. It was banger racing. And I went running through the stands to find my mum shouting, my penis, my penis. Because <laughs> that was the word I'd been taught at school. I was six. I was your penis, penis gets such a battering. You told me that story about when you were queuing up to buy Definitely Maybe and your son bit your, <laughs> son bit your knob. <laughs> Rich took his infant son to queue up with him for fucking hours to buy an Oasis album. Yeah. And he was like, yay, hi. And he, he bit your knob, didn't he? Which is a hell of a protest. Well, if anyone's like planning a protest. I'm a Blur fan, Dad! Ah. Well, let me tell you, John, you're off the hook now. There's a new pedo in town. My son's 30. He loves that story now. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm glad that went the way it went. <laughs> Christmas time, we tell the story. It's great being the, the, the son of a comedian that the least traumatic story that you have is, yeah, I once bit my dad's knob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Keanu. His name's Keanu as well. I mean, I'm so fucking glad that Keanu Taylor. Yeah, because he, he was born. He was born. He was born about nine months after Point Break was released and Rich is an arsehole. So... <laughs> It's 100% true. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> so is your embarrassing injury story his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it an embarrassing it. injury inflicted on it someone else. It's either that or Swayze. Oh. 
as a first name. Imagine that, Swayze Wilson. Is I, don't, I don't want to be too foul here, but why the fuck have you spent this long story essentially telling us that your son doesn't know how to suck cock correctly? <laughs> we were in HMV. It wasn't the time. <laughs> Hey, is anyone into review this? <laughs> yeah, Vic, Vic's text me uh, before the show saying, oh, the Guardian are in tonight. And I was like, I'm playfully hammered. Is that going to be a problem? And she... And I found yeah, poppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich found some poppers backstage, yeah. Found some poppers backstage. Good times. At that point, Keyworth and Robertson looked into the distance. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Don't Joe will cue it up. Manta Ninja. <laughs> uh, what's the worst job you've ever done? <laughs> it's happened. This one? <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you any points for that. I'm having a nice time. <laughs> you laughed at the first one and not at that. Oh, do you want, do you want the story? Yeah. <laughs> worst job I've ever, I've ever done. Um, I, was, I was a shot girl once. Shot girl? Girl, like yeah. walking around like with the bullet belt with all the glasses in it and all that. But I just had them on the tray. Right. It was in Nottingham, but it was this, there was this shop called Cookie Shake, and they started doing milkshake vodka shots. Mm. And uh, we were allowed <laughs> five of them each night. Uh, as our, uh, so basically, you just had to flirt with men and try and get them to buy them. And we were allowed five of them. And I was like, I'd genuinely rather die. <laughs> Did flirt with the men or drink the shots? All of it. All of it. It's been hundreds of so years, but in Nottingham, the idea is still steal from the rich and give to the poor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he was a shot girl in Nottingham, the gun capital of the UK, for quite some time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I, I was covering for a friend who couldn't do it, and then me and the girl who were doing it, we sold the, the, the most shots that they'd had in all summer. Turns out I'm a really good flirt. <laughs> <laughs> the men absolutely loved me. And then I got taken, like, they want, I wanted me to, to have a job, and they brought me in for an interview. And they were like, Did you try any of the shots? And I was like, No. And he was like, Why not? And I was co like, Because I don't think you should mix milk and vodka. Because <laughs> I'm not a baby. <laughs> and, uh, let me finish and uh, <laughs> no and you went well how do you expect to sell this product if you've never tried it and I went I'll lie <laughs> and, he went, comedy. and he went we don't lie to our customers and I was like this is a bad time to tell you I'm a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst job I've ever had that's the end of that story quite tame actually <laughs> I've just, seen story. I've just seen someone in the audience who's got a t-shirt that says sex dolphin. That's the worst <laughs> job anyone's ever had. <laughs> what, what's that about? Uh, Is that a thing? That's literally that you? my merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw your tweet. Fuck, of course it um, is. And that was a fuck up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, folks, what happens is if you yeah. order your merchandise six months before the Edinburgh Fringe for a different event and it gets shipped to the wrong place, you get about 50 shirts that have no context and say sex dolphin on them <laughs> and the bit doesn't work in the show and at the end you're holding up merch for something no one's seen and they all, we sold out of them today. <laughs> Well done, sex dolphin. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Joe Joe Hollingworth. Well see done, also uh, King Boris, which is performing at the Pleasant Courtyard. Fucking <laughs> 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 shows that people like that's going to fucking slam it in January with a filled thing. And you know, no, it's not going to be a thing anymore in August. No. Oh, no. no, no. Oh. Set salty. Still, that's not our problem. That sounds like a them problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which job? Oh, well, I used to work in the banana packing factory, and that is not a euphemism. Um, <laughs> but you did also work in that sex dungeon in Vauxhall <laughs> with the dolphin. Is that where it was? <laughs> no, it's down in Kent. It wasn't a sex dungeon. Just a normal dungeon. It was a normal dungeon, yeah. I always thought it was For unsexy torture. I always thought it was You sex know, the moral kind. I thought it was a sex dungeon where that where guy made you wank him off. I didn't realise it wasn't. No, no, no. No, you've heard the wrong story. I could do this bit of Fringe's material myself. I've heard it so often. But we'll go again. A man. Ah, new ball. <laughs> She's like, no. Yes, mate. Well done, well done. Right. I'll tell you after, I'll tell you after. Worst job, oh yeah. So is this, no, that's no, it. You can, yeah. No, that's it. We, you don't, we, we don't get to hear about it. No. <laughs> I never get to tell you where I packed a banana. She just threw the paddle on the floor. She was just like, I'm done with this responsibility. Yeah. Bullshit. I'm not sitting in the emergency exit anymore. <laughs> You're on your own. What's the worst gig you've ever done? This one. <laughs> that's not true. Um... No, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> when I said to everybody that I... I the, the category was, what lives in your head rent-free, you don't know why, or something like that. And I said, I know all the words for wham rap. And then they went to play it, you and then it turned out it? I didn't fucking know the words for wham rap. <laughs> <laughs> I made myself look like such an asshole. And then I went... <laughs> <laughs> It's a redemption story. <laughs> and I didn't see it. I don't, I don't, I went, Did you not go home and learn it? I went, this is Find the beach, you people. <laughs> the saddest thing about this is that I've been to his house and he does have wham wrap as well, bitch. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> last night's audience and panel. Yeah, Do you know the words? Rich, that was not only remarkable, it was also, and I say this with love, the whitest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was the mascarpone of singing. Yeah. New ball! A, a, a malicious person. Ah! Oh. 16 points. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> Racist bastards. Rich, not even Andrew Ridgely knows the words of Wham. <laughs> he doesn't know he was in Wham. Yeah. <laughs> also, due to copyright, that's never going to be on the podcast. Right? Oh, shit, yeah, it's not, is it? It's that's a, an exclusive dice, just yeah. for you guys. It's actually a die. There's dice. Okay. Uh, I play yes, D&D. That's what's right. So we have, to, we have to throw these, and then whoever gets the most... Gets, the most gets all the points. Yeah. All righty. So this will be good for the podcast, will it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make a make a wrestling series. Yeah. <laughs> series on three. Okay. This feels really disrespectful. I'll go after, after three. Three. Oh, for Christ's sake! You said Sorry, this would happen. <laughs> no. After someone did wham rap, and then they're like, uh, actually, roll a die, and you can win. I just sold my it soul. It might be close. You never know. Three. Everyone's three. Everyone's three. Loaded, no fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is double, that? Double points. Yes. So double who's points. Keywords. Who's got six? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no one does, Sarah. No, Not even Vix. No, I'm 
just drink it. I'm going to arbitrarily um, award you some extra points. Oh, thank this you. This is a beautiful lady. Drink. I Oh, yeah. that's all right. Don't worry about Who it. Who doesn't want a double point exactly. in the nipple story? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember well, that. Sarah, well, Sarah, because she cut it down to one. <laughs> I, I reckon that cancels it out. So uh, we'll we'll stick with the scores oh, yeah, that we've yeah, got, yeah, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we get round everyone's worst gig? What was your worst gig? <laughs> Are we doing worst gig? Yeah, I don't know where the wham rap came from. I don't control this game. Um, worst gig. <laughs> uh, worst gig of my life. Uh, v- very new comedian. I um, used to have a routine about how people would respond when I said I was gay. A lot of my early stuff was just gay heavy. And uh, and I had this bit about oh, somebody saying to me, oh, how do you know you're gay if you've never had a proper good look at a penis? <laughs> and what I'd do is I'd pick on a woman in the audience and I'd go, are you straight? And if they were like, yeah, I'd go, have you ever had a proper good look at a penis? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, like you're trying on a pair of shoes. Yeah. Proper good look at a penis. And I said it to this woman and she went, are you talking to me? And I went, yeah. And she went, not for a long time, I'm blind. <laughs> Worst moment of my life. <laughs> did people laugh or did they leave you hanging? People laughed. <laughs> but it was on, there's no recovering from that, is there? That's well, clearly it. not. It's years later and you can still, still see the, the Vietnam <laughs> vet look yeah. in your eyes. You have to get another woman to audiovisual describe a penis. <laughs> Cock description in Braille for her. <laughs> Have you ever a really good look at a penis? A really good look. I don't Bow think up. we should cover this now. We haven't got time. Um, <laughs> Gareth, worst gig? Uh, well, it's not funny, but I performed with the 800 paratroopers who just evacuated Kabul airport last September when they landed in Colchester and were told that they weren't going to have a week's holiday in Cyprus. That was a peach. And they're like, and here's <laughs> Gareth Millerick. Yeah, that was literally it. They're like, the RAF had lost their luggage. They were like, I, uh... They're actually, they're, a lot of them are like 17. It's the first time they've ever been deployed. Uh, they've just been dealing with uh, mothers throwing babies over walls all week. And then uh, on Thursday, they saw a lot of their friends blown apart uh, by an improvised explosive device. Um, anyway, have a good gig. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very bad gig. Well, that is the question gig. I asked. I got, a le- I, got a letter. I got a letter from the head of the British Armed Forces uh, congratulating me on my contribution to the safe evacuation of 10,000 personnel from uh, Kabul and uh, my parts in the British military uh, exercise in Afghanistan. And I was like, that is very nice. And I called my friend, my best friend, Tim, who has served in Afghanistan three times. And I said, did you get a letter? (laughs) 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 He he went, you got a fucking letter? (laughs) I went, yeah, I fucking did. And I framed it and I will put it up in the house very soon and when my daughter is old enough she'll go dad what's that and I go daddy doesn't like to talk about what he did during the war (laughs) (laughs) fewer called but uh, (laughs) there's only a very select well me and Tim Fitzheim who went to Colchester and got called cunts in a car park (laughs) (laughs) well Back when I was 17, and I thought I knew what satire was, <laughs> I was wrong. But I, I had a microphone, and fuck me, I gave it a go. <laughs> and 
it turns out that when an angry 17-year-old is saying um, really horrific things because pe they'll presume people think they're joking, people don't think you're joking. They think <laughs> you're just saying what you think. Um, so the character that I used to perform was a Baptist minister called Father Clancy Auschwitz. And um, <laughs> I don't recall exactly what the purpose of that was meant to be. Um, but Satire. Yeah, I know. Looking no, back you said on, you didn't know what it meant, Rich. I, no, I know, I know. But I know the day that it was both the worst gig I'd had and also the most effective it had ever been. Because I was this Baptist minister, a little pubescent 17-year-old, long hair, drama student. I'm like, I'm doing Brecht, I'm doing Brecht. Look, I'm alienating them. Yeah, they hate you. you know? um, the fourth wall's broken. Yes, they're breaking it. You know. Um, Congratulations for not moving on in 20 years, though. <laughs> he committed hard. He did, did he? Garrett, I'm not going to lie. You look like you've gone through a divorce without having gone through a divorce. Okay, let's. Yeah. Oh look, I look like a geography teacher who's about to go on a date. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with that, but you look like a guy who didn't get into the dungeon this evening. <laughs> yes, indeed. Good luck finding the map of Tasmania. Now, um, there we go. What a dad joke. Sorry, that was for you. Now, um, the and the issues you give me. Now, anyway, the um. What happened was I had just savagely misjudged the entire act, the entire time I did it. And the woman who ran the comedy club was like, he was just a boy, let him have a go. And other comics were like, no, <laughs> he ruins the evening. <laughs> the, the screaming kid named after the death camp. Oh, we love having him on. Oh, wait, I wonder if he'll do that good bit where the Baptist minister realises he's gay and cries. Yes, the audience is really enjoying that. It's a 17-year-old crying. Also, my accent work wasn't very effective, so people just thought it was me in a white shirt. Um, and what happened was I, I got up and um, I had... I had a large wooden crucifix that I would hold, which would make people shut up, mostly because it's, you know, frightening, but also a weapon. And I was on stage, and what happened was, there was a big man wearing a cowboy hat, and everything I said, I became aware he was agreeing with. And, and, and I was horrified. He wasn't playing along. He was genuinely going with this. And, and I, I, I realised he was American, and this was in the really early 2000s, and I was trying to think what I, what I could do, because I didn't have anything, and I couldn't talk to people, and I don't know why I did comedy at all. I was bullied into it by a girl I liked, and then she left. And I'm there, possibly because of this act and this moment. As I, I looked at him and I thought, well, well I, I wrote quite a, quite a whimsical poem at, at uni. I'll, I'll do that now. And so Father Clancy, with very poor accent work, turned to an audience that had already wanted to go home the second I had arrived. Um, I went, I'm going to sing you something called the Twin Towers song. And, and the lyrics of which went, I'm a Twin Tower, tall and wide. I've got 50,000 people inside. When a plane hits me, I explode and scatter their corpses on the road. The point at which the glass flew through the air was when I went, everybody! And there we are. And that wraps the fucking issue. The tragic thing about that is, in that moment, if you just thought, I could start a podcast, you'd be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> Yes, but I had a morning. I, yeah, instead, instead I had the good grace to just acknowledge I was talentless. So, <laughs> well, what fucking category are we on? I don't know. We we we're finished. 
Oh. Well done, everyone. All right, you need to, you could be a little bit less pleased. <laughs> right, uh, well... This is the weirdest town meeting these people have ever been to. <laughs> Any questions? Yes. Uh, they'll vote for us. <laughs> okay, we're thinking of putting in another tram. Anyone? <laughs> right, I'm going to calculate the scores. So while we do that, Sarah, why don't you tell everybody what gig you recommend that's not yours first because the app has been taken away. So we have to do this by word of mouth. Who do you recommend? What's your show of the festival? Uh, I went to see Lily Phillips the other day. Very, oh. very funny. Oh, she's got a show called Smut, and that is exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, and there's a very funny moment where she does some smut, and then she stops and goes, this is probably a good time to remind you that the show is called Smut. <laughs> and it's, it's very amusing, very funny, just really high-quality stand-up comedy. Thoroughly recommend. Haven't got a joke about it. That's just a recommendation. Stop looking at me like you want a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good answer. Wrong. It's fixating pedestrian. Two forty. Just a topic. Um, Garrett. <laughs> Is that not what I said? <laughs> at this point, I don't know. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> my, my, my soul left my body around the time John Robinson arrived. <laughs> I did not bring this down. <laughs> Is queuing up the Twin Towers song. <laughs> Everybody! <laughs> Garrett, who do you recommend? I'd like to remain, uh, recommend uh, John Robson, uh, Rich Wilson, and Sarah Keyworth. Uh, they're all fantastic comics. Uh, the, the, I know they're absolutely amazing, and I think you should all go and see their shows. Gay. So <laughs> I just, I just don't want you all to have to do shitty late night shows to try and bunt the numbers up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Rich recommendation? Yes. If you don't say me, I'll fuck obviously you. everyone here. Garrett, I saw, I saw Garrett's show before we came to Edinburgh, and it was phenomenal. It was that he saw it in the Lauren and Hardy Museum in Alverston. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. And the star oh, yeah. oh, And he saw out of the conditions. Uh, Milo McCabe, who plays the character Troy Hawk. Um, Milo's got so big on TikTok now. Sometimes he just goes, I just can't be fucked to do a gig. And he'll call me up and go, Do you want to fill in for me for a preview? And I go, Yeah. And I go, Completely sold out room. And they're like, Where's the man in the moustache who tends to think to the B and Q people? And I'm like, <laughs> Right, yeah, he's too lazy to show up, so you've got the fat guy with gout who's going to tell you some things. And they go, Mwah! and I'm like, okay, as a preview, that, that's a fucking hole to dig yourself out of, I can see. But it worked, and it was great, and all of these people are brilliant. You should all go and see their shows. I also saw Sean Davis today. Sean Davis is in the Gilded Balloon. Uh, I think I said, like, heart, like, 25, 40 or something like that. It was fucking brilliant. Well worth your time. I really enjoyed that show. Also, uh, big fan. And, uh, yeah. Sean Davis is a brilliant show. It's a brilliant yeah. show. Yeah. Um, you should go and see Elf Lions Raven. Um, you should see it one because it is a brilliant show and an incredible theatrical, very very funny piece of work. She sent me the script uh, the day that she'd written the first draft, and I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever read, and was genuinely angered when I discovered it had taken her an afternoon to do it. Um, <laughs> Also, two nights ago, Elf slipped and fell on stage um, and now has a quite massive concussion. The show is 
very funny right now, is the point <laughs> that I'm making. Um, and she knows it's funny. She's bought the silliest looking helmet to do the spot where she hurt herself, and it's fucking amazing. And literally, I walk into that venue every night, and there is this six-foot-tall person, mostly naked, covered with watermelon, with what looks like an inflatable balloon on their head for safety. And it just makes me realise I'm at the fringe. Yeah. <laughs> And I've got a recommendation. Um, it is uh, Rich Wilson. Um, I've got to show you the poster because Rich told me a couple of weeks ago because I really care about the planet and I'm not going to do flyer in. And um, well, then I'll, no get, I'll get the poster covered in so, plastic. So um, please come to Rich Wilson's shows. It's very good. Absolute dickhead. You need flyers, man. You need flyers. No pricks coming. So yeah, come. he told me three days ago. He's like, yeah, I've got a QR code, right? I'm going to put it out online. Something like you know, it's good for the environment and whatnot. I saw him yesterday, and he's like, No one's no one showed up. I'm like, What a fuck! <laughs> so he's cut down 4,000 trees yesterday, and they're being delivered tomorrow. And, and treble the price that all of us paid. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, I put the QR code out online, and then I didn't realize that people can't click on it if they're looking at it on their fucking no, phone. Rich. It's only useful if you put it on a fly, you fucking donut. <laughs> So, Mother Nature, I'm sorry. I need bums on seats. Go fuck yourself. You can have it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> if you had flyers. If you had flyers. Um, right. Um, Sarah, you are the absolute winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> you don't have to know, but you know what? You're okay. doing late in life and we feel sorry for you. Yeah. So, um, take the win. I don't take it there. Vinegar and nipple. <laughs> Yeah, yeah vinegar nipples. nipples. But honourable mention for That's Rich, who had a, a real redemption arc from yesterday. So, tequila's no, poppers yes, I think. Oh. Is <laughs> uh, this has been the Comedy Arcade. You've been absolute delight. Enjoy the, well, enjoy your Monday now. Um, have a lovely evening. You are now free to go. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Sean Walsh and this is What's Upset You Know. The USP is It's Only 15 Minutes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.